Good evening, Draft Crafters, and welcome to one of these. Cheers, JP. How you doing, sir? Prost. I'm stellar, my guy. Stellar. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I just I got saw there? what was... Uh, yeah, I almost spoiled yeah. that. Got a little excited. <laughs> hey, I even forgot to take some No, you're alone. good. You're good. Well, I can tell people I'm drinking the uh, Maui Pineapple Mano Wheat that you talked about, and it seems like it's a good beer to drink right after you're done with a three-mile run, which... This is the first one in like four months, so um, let's just say I'm glad I'm sitting down now because I don't the legs be able to take it the rest of the way. But it's uh, it's the first time in a few months for us to do this as well. We are at roughly the quarter point of the NFL season-ish, somewhere in that ballpark, and that means it's mock draft time, dude. Yeah, and these are my favorite episodes. They're fun because then I, I get so angry at, uh, well, the draft order. I get angry at myself. I get angry <laughs> at you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot all of levels of frustration. Do these. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the fun part about doing these, I mean, let's be honest. We both know the draft order that is right now. We're using Tankathon's draft order. It's going to change. Obviously, there's no way that these two, thir- these 32 teams are, or 32 picks rather, are going to happen exactly in the order we have them today. But that's part of the fun, part of well, the ridiculousness I, I can of this. Promise. I can promise you the Bengals <laughs> are not picking eight. If they They're do end not. up picking eight, there's going to be a lot of. I don't know. A lot yeah. more to talk about hand when we room. get to yeah. when we at the beginning of our show because we always start with the Bengals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a. We might start and finish with the Bengals because it takes the entire episode. We'll see what happens. But we, we have are to have an start... impromptu Bengals special if they <laughs> right. pick an eight. Exactly. Well, we are going to start with a team that's going to be doubling up. We had originally planned, you know, when we did our, our mock back in like May, our first after the NFL draft mock with the projections of where teams are going to be. We thought we'd have a team doubling up at the beginning. We just thought it was going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Well, instead, it's the Chicago Bears because the Bears got their pick from Carolina. The Panthers have been off to a terrible start. The Bears have been off to a worse start. And so Chicago's got picks one and two. And obviously, if we're looking at this, if somehow this works out to where Chicago's got the top two picks, you can pretty much slam dunk guarantee they aren't keeping both of them, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know about slam dunk. I'd say highly likely they don't keep them both because they're going to keep acquiring more and more picks. Right. And with you know the top talent at QB position in this draft, you got to figure somebody's going to give them an offer they can't refuse. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it'd be but very today, tempting to sit there because there's a, this is a really good draft, right? For some positions, yeah. so we'll find that out. Yeah. This is going to be fun, but for today, we're going to keep it to just the picks as Tankathon has them. Uh, so who we think they would take and who we would take. A little bit of, of you know, maybe some consensus from other people out there, yeah. But yeah. a lot of it's what we would have them do. And so to start off with Chicago, of course, that's my team, and that's also my team. It's my second favorite team, and it has been a painful year. I've been you know, more or less griefing my way through all of this with uh, sending some you know, memes to our buddy Skyler, who's an even bigger Bears fan, uh, of just the pain that we're, we're, we have shared as Bears fans, but uh, the one silver lining, if you will, to all of this uh, hand-wringing and consternation is, uh, well, Chicago's going to be in a position to pick their next quarterback of the future, which uh, if I'm Caleb Williams, I'm like, can can somebody else play better than me for a little while so I don't have to go to Chicago where quarterback yeah. careers go to die? But he'd be the pick. Does- Caleb Williams so far has not shown any reason why he shouldn't be the number one pick. Might be the first back-to-back Heisman winner in 40 years almost. Uh, so he's he's the guy. He's been able to show that he's got the mobility, and unlike Justin Fields, he can throw from the pocket as well. And he's pretty much you know used to having an offensive line that doesn't always block for him. So I think Caleb, Caleb Williams would be a great choice right off the bat for Chicago. Yeah, I would say at this point in time, it doesn't matter who's picking one, they're taking Caleb Williams. 
Or right. Caleb Williams is going one. So even if somehow ends up being someone <laughs> who really isn't going to keep him, he's still going one. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, two for Chicago because they've already got the quarterback. Uh, they need to keep him upright. And while uh, we, we both believe that uh, right is a great right tackle, he's not shifting over to left anytime soon. We're not quite sure what happened with the injury uh, for uh, their, their other left tackle there, the guy that I should I can't remember his name right now. But uh, that's what happens when a guy you know falls off the list for a minute for, for your team. But uh, with where they're at with the neck injury that he had, uh, it's just a situation where I don't think Chicago can count on who they've got right now at the left tackle position. And so it uh, definitely seems like uh, we're looking like Joe Alt is the pick right there to come in there and uh, replace Braxton Jones so that uh, Detroit, or, uh, Detroit, so Chicago can have a giant guy on the left Blast side of the line, me. a giant guy uh, I know, on the right side of the line, Alt being 6'8 and 3'22, and has looked the part of a franchise left tackle so far in this season. So, again, Chicago gets Caleb Williams, Joe Alt to start stuff off. Why don't you jump to Vegas? Well, I can't just yet. I know the Bears are your squad, but I feel like anybody <laughs> listening to this show is probably tuning out or trying to tune out. So I'm going to reel them back in here because there's probably a lot of people that are Bears fans going, whoa, why not get Marvin Harrison Jr. to pair with Caleb Williams? And here's what I want to tell you guys, because obviously you know, this is what we would do. But just think to yourself, would you rather have a Joel Alt or a Fashanu at two and then whatever wide receiver, you have the first pick of the second round. So the whatever wide receiver you could get there, or would you rather have Harrison and whatever tackle you can get there? Right. Sorry, wide, starting wide receivers can be found in the anywhere almost in the draft, to be honest with you, especially True. the first three, maybe even four rounds. Left tackles can barely be found at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, we, we believe you have to go to left tackle. Sorry. Anyone who really <laughs> wa- wants to see Marvin Harrison there, but this is a smart move. All right, now right. on to my team. The, unless you had anything to add on that. I know it's your squad. Keep rolling. Right. The Las Vegas Raiders. So here's the thing, man. It might even be a new coach in there. Like, dude, McDaniels right. might already be gone. But Both teams. New coach coming in, trying to you know get a new direction for the franchise. Why This team's not like in a full like rebuild. They have some decent mm-hmm. pieces, and... And they got a stud wide receiver who's kind of towards the end of his prime, and they need to kind of keep him happy because it doesn't appear they're tearing it down. So mm-hmm. if you've already got Jacobs, you've already got Adams, let's go ahead and get Drake May in this sucker and see what happens. And I like sure. it because I'm a big Drake May fan, and you know, the Raiders are one of the teams that I, I, I got a soft spot for. So I love He kind of feels fit. like a Raider quarterback, doesn't he? I like it. I yeah. don't know why. I hope it, I hope no, it happens this way. No argument yeah. on that. Uh, I'm sure he'd... He looks forward to maybe having a little more protection and a little more, a few more weapons to throw to than he does right now in North Carolina. North so Carolina, Den- Denver here, also the fourth pick, is also my team. Um, you know, there there could be some people going, "Hey, let's get Marvin Harrison here because the wide receivers mm-hmm. that we have tons of depth that just aren't working out to be determined with Mims." But I'm just here to tell you guys, yeah, you got you got 70 points scored on you by the Dolphins. <laughs> You almost lost to the Bears. Looked like you were mm-hmm. going to, who is the worst team in football. This thing, I'm sorry, this is what we would do, and this is an absolute teardown. I'm not taking a QB here to mm-hmm. you know, replace Wilson because he looks rough. I'm not taking a wide receiver because it's not going to be in your window of competing. This team is bad mm-hmm. all over the place. So <laughs> just go back, start in the trenches, and take Olu Fashano, who could be the first tackle even over Joe Alt, even though we mm-hmm. think it's Joe Alt. 
off the board and just be thankful that you have a stud tackle here at four and build from, from from the inside out and coming from a lions fan hey it can work that's what we did <laughs> and it looks like it's working right so definitely yeah, that's good choice there oh Luke. how about minnesota uh, the, it's also my team there you go in, in minnesota here so uh minnesota's on the board this was a tricky one it, it's what we would do in a little bit of the you know needs and it's also like we it's a weird line of trying to operate under assumptions you know like right. for when you're at the jets you're assuming rogers is coming back and healthy mm-hmm. right sure but is it safe to assume that they're gonna re-sign cousins at his age i don't think so no so i'm gonna go ahead and say wow there could be some strong reactions first bold take i'm put bo Nix in minnesota sure. a young quarterback who's lighting mm-hmm. it up giving justin jefferson and jordan addison and tj hawkinson i mean right. wow you got to be pretty happy there. if you're Bo Nix there. Definitely. There better be weapons because they can't stop anybody. Right, exactly. And that's the other Whoops. thing, too. You could definitely see them going defense here. But I think if Minnesota somehow yeah, is picking this far, in the, uh, this far up in the draft, you can't pass up the opportunity. Nope. They, yeah, no way. So, yeah. Like you were saying, next up are the Jets. And we are operating under the premise that somehow Aaron Rodgers is going to defy medical science and find his way back to the field, at least for next season. So we're going to skip the quarterback play there. Uh, because Fashano and Alter both off the board right away, I don't. we don't feel good enough at this point about any of the other tackles uh, just to throw another one into the top six picks. So it's Marvin Harrison Jr. It's the consensus best wide receiver right now, according to you, me, and pretty much everybody else in college football. And uh, the Jets need more than just Garrett Wilson out there trying to catch the ball and not just the uh, Andrew Rogers Joy Luck Club, right? So uh, Harrison in there, who's proven to be a great Andrew route runner. Rogers? Aaron Rodgers, whatever. Uh, I, I try not to associate with a man, whatever I can do, right? But at any rate, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been a great route runner. He's been able to – he hasn't dropped the ball. He's basically the most complete wide receiver coming out right now. As much as it's annoying to have to see him play for Ohio State, he's been playing well, and so why not give him to a team that could really use somebody And uh, Aaron Rodgers? I, I realize he isn't always a huge fan of the rookies, but I think he'd make an exception in this case. So what you're saying, though, is uh, the Jets are going to give Aaron Rodgers everything the Packers wouldn't? I mean, so far they have. And Marvin Harrison and, and Wilson. Woo. Yep. <laughs> All right. I got my second favorite team on the board here. And mm-hmm. for anybody who listens to the show, they'd probably be thinking this is an absolute slam dunk for Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. And maybe it should be. Maybe mm-hmm. it should be. But I'm going to be crazy and try to predict <laughs> a little. Because it is a little bit what I would do. It is a little bit what I think is going to happen. But I'm just here mm-hmm. to tell you guys that I think there could be like six quarterbacks that go in the first round here. And sure. I'm telling you, I just feel like J.J. McCarthy is a guy that the NFL is going to be very high on mm-hmm. um, coming from his a, a pro-like pro system, his accuracy, working with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he actually is playing well, and the fact they might compete for a national championship. By the time the draft they rolls will. around, this might not seem as crazy as it is right now. But also, why not have my second favorite team go back to my favorite college team and pluck another quarterback? Only, you know, uh, 192 picks picks quicker. So, J.J. McCarthy, I'm sorry, they've benched Mac Jones twice. The writing's on the wall, man, unless we're operating on what we know today. So, Mm -hmm. what I know today is he's been benched twice, and he's currently benched. (laughs) So, let's roll. All right, what about the Bengals? Okay, fastest pick I'm going to make this whole time. Brock Bowers, 
literally the biggest reason that I need to explain this. Yes, in no, a team that one can't make a luxury pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they could be losing T. Higgins, so they have some younger guys stepping up. And why not have Brock Bowers and Jamar? Oh my God, just saying yep. that out loud. Let's just move on. <laughs> we'll move on to Arizona, who again we thought was going to be uh, picks one and two, but they're sitting at uh, at nine and thirteen. And so the first one they're going to do uh, because again they they do need help on the offensive line. They do need help in a few other spots, but looking at value and where the board is at right now, Dallas Turner makes the most sense. He is, uh, at this point, the leading edge rusher that we're looking at, uh, at least as, as the last two weeks, right, uh, with how he's come on lately and it's turned the production in. So uh, Alabama can, or sorry, Alabama product uh, can go up, up on the other side of uh, his other buddy with uh, with Dallas Turner on one end and Will Anderson on the other. It's going to be a whole lot of fun as uh, Arizona kind of pulls a Philly thing and just does an Alabama West like Philly's got the Georgia North going on. So... Turner, definitely the right pick for them right there. How about the Giants? Glad Turner's made it to the top edge rusher for the both of us. Uh, the Giants is going to be me definitely doing a pick that I would do, and it's definitely something that I think you could potentially see a lot more of as the draft rolls around. I'm trying to get ahead of some of my weird gut feelings early. And <laughs> yeah, tell you what, man. Rome Adunze. Adunze? Adunze? Oh, man, I'm struggling with that name. I don't know why, but I love the guy. It's an awesome name. Who cares about the name? Yep. I'll call him Roe from here on Ro. out. Roe. Yes, perfect fit. Uh, they gave they gave Jones so much money. Waller's not going to be around for a lot longer, forever mm-hmm. or anything. So, um, yes, let's, let's see him paired up with Jalen Hyatt. And you still got Waller there. You've, if mm-hmm. Barkley ever stays healthy, he's a great receiving running back. Let's t- take away all the excuses for, for Jones and hope this whole <laughs> right. line stays healthy because they've had their fair share. Yeah, that's because here's question. the thing. You mentioned off the air, real quick, I just want to say this before we move on. <laughs> Andrew Thomas had an awful rookie year. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden was one of the best tackles in the league. So I get it. Neil has been awful, but he could turn this thing around. Yeah. You never know. They got a lot of young capital. They can't give up on it. So they got young stud tackles like that. Um, yes, I'm gonna go ahead and give give, give row to the to the Giants. Hopefully, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, you the like next it. team on the well, list. How do you feel that, with it being your team? No, I mean your other team, <sighs> your real second favorite team. Yeah, you know what? I I just we're gonna move on. Okay. Again, we're moving on to you know the least favorite <laughs> team, right? Grand, Green Bay Packers. Uh, apparently, a uh, shout out to uh, the man who designed that uh, G logo just passed away the other day. So uh, thanks for you know making something iconic that now we have to deal with forever. Appreciate it, but uh, you know rest in peace for him. Just not his logo. <laughs> We're gonna go Green Bay Packers and look. They obviously uh, still need some help in some spots. They're still getting younger in some areas. But David Bakhtiari might not play again. There's speculation yeah, this, he could retire. He's before you say again. the name, before you say the name, I just want to mm-hmm. say this is one of the guys that like this is not certainly not what I would do. But it was not what either of us. We felt like, but we felt like we would have to. Yeah. Well, we just got done talking about J.C. Latham uh, last show. You did, and you were talking about how you didn't really feel good about him at left tackle. But here we are giving him Mm -hmm. to Green Bay and saying go for it because again, there's a consensus out there that he is, you know, the the type of player that a team is going to want there. But uh, Green Bay needs help in their offensive line along with some other spots, and so dropping J.C. Latham on that team is is what they need. They need a offensive lineman, even if it's not the one we necessarily would have taken otherwise. It's you know, you're going to see a lot of people mocking him there. And again, another Alabama player going uh, to the Packers. J.C. Latham, again, probably more of a right tackle. 
But right now, the Packers need healthy linemen, so they'll take it. New Orleans is up next, and we debated about who to go with here. We also debated about whether or not this guy should go to Green Bay, and we just couldn't do that. So Cooper DeJean, your boy, is going to trade Dude. one set of uh, black and kind of silver, black and yellow for black and gold, I guess. Dude, and the YouTube video guy for two years in a row, they passed on it's the DB. He's, ha- he's freaking out right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need to bring that guy in on our show at some point just so uh, we can have some fun bantering and let him just rant on ours. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Cooper DeJean's the pick there. He's the uh, the best DB in your mind and I think in a lot of people's minds coming out of this draft. Uh it's just a great fit. They need help. Paulson Debo has just been not good enough for what they, they need out there. And so definitely the right choice for them to make is to get some some bodies in there. And again, Dijon, big body, clearly shows that he can uh, have an effect in the return game as well. And so complete exactly what you want out of a, a DB that has the, the potential to have a long future career in the NFL, whether wherever he is, because he can be a, an outside guy, a slot guy, a safety. He's got that versatility, and New Orleans would be very happy to have him. Arizona's second pick. Yeah, so you're still on a roll. You got a few here. Well, I, I was giving you a little bit of a breather there to see if you wanted to say anything else about your man crush, but uh, we'll, there'll be plenty no, of time dude, for that over the next few Everybody knows. Yes, everybody <laughs> knows. Well, Arizona's going to go back to the DB well and grab Kool-Aid McKinstry, who a lot of people believe is the best uh, corner in the draft right now. And he's certainly a physical guy. He's got uh, probably more athleticism, raw athleticism than Cooper Dijon. Not that Cooper isn't in any slouch himself, but... Kool-Aid just doesn't quite have some of the the head pieces of the game yet. It seems like he's a little bit too physical, uh, a.k.a. going to get some penalties at the next level, and kind of relies on that a little more than he needs to. It doesn't quite uh, seem like he looks back for the ball where he needs to, and uh, we, we both watched some of his highlights, and it looks like some of the plays that he gets as highlights were penalties that just didn't get called. So uh, McKinstry still a good fit for an Arizona team that needs depth all over the place, especially on their defense. And so, again, Arizona going defense, defense in the first round, and that's really what they need, especially if they get uh, Kyler Murray back healthy like they're supposed to. Chargers are up next. I'm going to keep rolling, dude. I got like four picks, five picks in a row here. Uh, And the Chargers, I talked about last week in our our show on the NFL that they were one of the teams that needed an interior defensive lineman. And you just got done talking last show about Leonard Taylor from Miami being your guy. And so he's going to go out. He's going to swap one coast for the other. But he gets to stay in the beautiful weather, and he's going to go in and anchor that uh, Chargers defensive line. And that's something that's going to help them out because it's going to free up the edge boys with uh, Mac and Bosa to be able to go out and wreak havoc because they're not going to have to worry about covering anything up on the inside. So Leonard Taylor and his big body going out to Los Angeles. Back to the middle of the country, though. Houston's going to pick 15. Uh, which they've got to be pretty ecstatic about. A good question whether or not they're going to stay picking 15 when it comes to the actual draft. Uh, but they're going to go defensive uh, line as well and grab Dijon Newton. And I realized that I just uh, earlier said that uh, Will Anderson is going to be in Arizona. Of course, Will Anderson is in Houston. I'm getting my bad teams mixed up in my own mind. But Dijon uh, well, Newton go. is going to go. appreciate it. Dijon Newton is going to go to Houston and play along with Will Anderson on that defensive line because, again, they need some help. They got the edge guys a little more set, but they need bodies on the inside there as well. And he's, again, smaller than Leonard Taylor. Not like uh, Kalijah Kansi small, but a little bit undersized, if you will, for what some people want for that position. But his ability to line up at the three and to shuffle around the line a little bit, uh, he's shown that he's one of the best interior defensive linemen in this draft. And so at this point, he's going to Houston at 15. Washington is up and another one of my teams. And then I'll take a breath and let you roll. Uh, they kind of need help in a couple different spots, but given the value that's on the board right now, didn't really feel like going wide receiver. 
didn't really feel like there was a tackle that I felt great about at that point. And there's a guy that's kind of been hanging on the board that I've wanted to put somewhere. Uh, For a so reason. I'm out to Latu. Yeah, well, part of the reason is because uh, the commanders are, are obviously, you know, they've got themselves an incredible defensive line. So you're saying maybe why are you putting more strength on there? Well, part of it's going to be because there's just no way they're keeping Chase young. So they need to have another end in there anyways. Why not plug in a guy who's young and hungry and, and has had a very good start to the season so far? So he's going to go out there to Washington and uh, over from UCLA. Probably my favorite edge rusher right now in college football. But do you think, like, I think there's a world where he won't even go that high. Not there's a world where he goes top talent. 10 and also goes bottom five in the round. Uh, he could go anywhere in this first round. It would not See, surprise me I, at this point. I think he could fall out of the first round just because he might not. Like, what do you think NFL teams are going to think of the neck injury? I mean, he was supposed to be, like, medically retired, transferred. And then sure. it got cleared somehow and seems to be fine. But I just wonder how all that I was just Googling it right right now. And yeah, mm-hmm. it said that doctors deemed it, he had not recovered enough and it'd be too dangerous for him to continue his football career. And then he transferred schools and well, hey, look at that. <laughs> I guess UCLA cleared him. There you so, go. I don't and know. Hey, I just wonder you know, what's going to come of the medicals at the combine. You know what I mean? And that is something to be concerned about. Obviously, if something crazy comes out there and they, they say that he's not going to be cleared for it, then that obviously changes everything. But right now, going off of how he's been performing and still managing to stay healthy, yeah. he's my, he's still my favorite guy right now in the, from the edge rusher class. I'm not going to say he'll stay that way, but he is right now. All right. So I, I'm out of Jacksonville here now. And, man, I I don't know, like, I tried to think what I would do, and like I keep saying, I wanted to give them a corner, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry, I wouldn't grab the corners there. And there's a guy who's been underperforming, who you know all off season we're like, dude, he'd be a, he's a slam dunk <laughs> number one edge rusher, only right. he's not playing that way right now. But <laughs> New. I guess I'm just gonna stay local and take my shot at Jared Verse here for mm-hmm. the Jaguars cuz I mean when he's not going to have to be the guy could you imagine how life would be with him opposite Josh Allen that'd be tremendous for him cuz again last year he was a guy that we thought could have been the top edge rusher out last year and then he came back and so we just sort of anointed him to start the season but I don't know if he's coasting or if what what's happening to him why he's not putting it together yet but it's been a pretty pedestrian start to his season well, do you think like all the added weight he did? Because part of the reason they said that he stayed was because he wanted to get stronger. And I, didn't he play in like mm-hmm. the two forties, and now all of a sudden he's up around two sixty? Do you think he lost it some? It could have been. That, that could have something to do with it. I mean, well, again, he, he may have gotten playing weight. You look at uh, any video game ever. If you up strength, you lose speed. You know, so maybe that's what's happening to him right now, and he needs to kind of settle back into somewhere. Maybe split the difference halfway between. But I'm just saying, as of right now, he could still turn it on the rest of the season, and we're having a different conversation by the time the, the draft rolls around. But right now, this seems like about right for him. All right. So speaking of players who are coming off from injuries, I, uh, go the Rams. I've been saying it all year. This O line is so bad, and <laughs> they need tackles too. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think if I'm here, considering there's no name that's just jumping off that at this point that's like screaming like great value. Can't believe they're here. No BPA type thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna go for addressing the biggest need there and shoot for the moon with the Marius Mims, a super. You know, long athletic mm-hmm. tackle from Georgia. I understand he just had ankle surgery, but 
Man, if he could show his athleticism at the draft, and I don't know, Dan, you cover him a little closer than I do. Is he expected to return at any point during the college season, or is he done the well, whole Well, yeah, year? they're no, they're planning on him being like a four-more-week kind of thing. At least that's the current prognosis. Oh. Ankles are fun like that. So he can and come in for the second like, about five. This. Yeah, he should be there for the last five or six games of the season, depending on how okay. things play out for Georgia. I feel a lot better about this now. Like There might be a world where if he comes back and plays solid, he might not even be here at 18. There All you right. go, then. Marius Mims, let's carry on. <laughs> Oh, we well, didn't. we're going to take hey, a break. Hey, we're on pick 18. We didn't take a break. Man. Exactly. Now is our, our slightly after halfway break to talk about some beer. And like I said, I've got the pineapple mana wheat right now, which is Maui Gold Pineapple. Gives sweet aroma to this smooth-bodied tropical brew. And I can tell you this. I understand where you're coming from. It definitely tastes Hefeweizen-y, but with pineapple versus banana. And uh, it's a great... It's a. This is the kind of beer that you drink when it's unexpectedly 80 degrees and you went for a run in the first week of October. So you're a fan, huh? It is pleasant. I mean, I think I would drink it all year round anyways, um, if you're in the right mood for it. It doesn't have a bite to it. Like, I would have loved for a, a tiny bit more, like, not not tart, like a sour or anything like that. I would have loved a little more pineapple bite to it, but that's just me. I think for what they're going for and for what most people would like, yeah, that's a solid beer right there. You made a good choice, sir. Um, all right. Well, hey, I, you know, I, I went outside. Of the, I did a Hawaii. I did a Texas beer. Well, I had I went back to local. I went back to Michigan. I tried... Uh, um, a beer from from Michigan that's from Commerce Township. I didn't even know there's a brewery here. You ever heard of Kickstand Brewing Company? No, that sounds like fun though. I had never heard of it, and it's you know it's here in Michigan. But I I got it just because the label art looked kind of interesting. It caught my eye. It's not mm-hmm. the greatest thing, but for whatever reason, it caught my eye. It's a birch bark porter. Oh, those are fun. So it, that's just interesting. Like I, in my mind, it's like I wonder if this is aged in like a birch like barrel or something. Sure. I don't know. Or uh, they just it, toss it, chunks of bark in the barrel. <laughs> maybe it didn't say anything like that. It's just a porter though, but it's they use seven different malts um, in this thing, and obviously some roasted coffee and some chocolate and mm-hmm. whatnot. But this like thing was not over overpowering with coffee or chocolate. You know how like, I always say I like the simple porters mm-hmm. where they're not like wild with crazy flavors or anything right like this is like if you're looking for a, a textbook porter that's just done extremely well it was this one i enjoyed nice. it It was 6.1 percent alcohol i gave it a 3.5 so i mean it's not crazy it's just a textbook basic porter and they did everything they executed it perfectly there you go like you're you're not gonna write home about it and uh, you're never gonna be disappointed with drinking one so I I think what it is is I might look for some more kickstand brewing company and see what they have to offer. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, hey, if they can do a porter, well, that's always a good sign. Uh, Did I tell you you all those craft breweries like that that are smaller that you hadn't heard about and you try some Mm -hmm. of their darker beers? They always come off thin. This did not. Nice. It's good. It's pressed. Did you mention what though? I say, did I mention about the dill pickle beer that I had? You mentioned it to me off the air. I don't. Think okay. Well, I want to get show. this on record. I had from Destill Brewery, and I like some of the stuff Destill's come out with. They have some fun, random stuff. This was a dill pickle sour beer called Sucker Punch, and I like pickles. I like sours. I like beer. I did not like this. It just did not work awful. for me. It was it was too far over the top, even for me, from the way that the sour played with the pickle and everything. It just wasn't. Did not work for me. It did not at all. It's just like if they would have done pickle without as much sour, it might have been good. But just, it, it was, I would give it a 175 because it was I didn't have to throw it away. But it also was, uh, you would have given it lower than that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. Destil does uh, yeah, some great stuff. 
And there's other beers that we've talked about from them that are amazing. That one's just one of the ones they missed on. And we feel like we need to talk about that. You can't just talk about all the great beer. Something didn't work out. It didn't work out. So talking about teams that might need to say something didn't work out, the Atlanta Falcons can safely say that so far Desmond Ritter has not worked out. I mean, it's a small sample size. Yeah, four games last year, four games this year. But it's not an encouraging trend for what he's been doing so far. So at pick 19, they are going to go back to the quarterback well and grab a guy that might actually be older than him. (laughs) But Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington. So again, uh, the question earlier in his career was could he stay healthy. And so far the last season and a half, he's proven he can stay healthy and he can put up video game styled numbers out there with the passing attack in Washington. And I know that uh, you know Arthur Smith is a little less of a, a wide-open, chuck-it-around kind of guy, but I feel like if he had a quarterback like this with some of the weapons they've got, it might make sense for them to try doing something along those lines. He's got Bijan. He's got Kyle Pitts, who is still getting his way back, I suppose, into the, the shape he should be. But Drake London, the guys are there. They're not getting the ball to him, and I think Michael Penix Jr. can get the ball to those guys. Yeah, dude, and yeah, dude. It's a really good pick. I mean, there's still some quarterbacks that I really like on the board. Um, mm. And I think now would be a perfect time to point out that we did not do this first-round mock with the assumption that Shadur Sanders was going to be in here. Right. Because yeah, you, you would just imagine, like, what I could see he could be the fit there because think about Atlanta. They got Kyle well, Pitts, think like about the where, most athletically where. gifted tight end in the entire mm-hmm. league. You got Bashan Robinson, a freak running back like that. Right. You can see they're going athleticism, upside, this and that. So if Shadur mm-hmm. were on the board, I think they would take him over Penix, but we don't believe right. he's coming. We're going, well, we don't believe he's coming out. At this point, partially because of what, what Dad's been saying, right, but also because it might right. seem like he needs another season. So we'll see how the season goes, though. If he continues to put up the numbers he put up against bad defenses, against actual good ones, because uh, even against Oregon, obviously he had his roughest game, and so we'll see how he does against some of the tougher ones that he comes across. But uh, that could be a totally different conversation, and it would be some full circle kind of stuff if Shadur ended up in Atlanta where his dad started his career as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he'd find a way to That's wear right. number 21 Dude. or number 12 or something, right? I'm just saying, I feel like that'd be a perfect fit for him if if he comes sure. out. But well, and again, we'll, find we, that we might. Well, or or they pass on quarterback this year because they can take him next year. We'll see. Uh, Indianapolis is the next team on the board, and they've got their quarterback presumably. They could use a running back here. But we don't really feel like there's any running back at this point that's really worth a first round draft pick. So they're going to go wide receiver and grab Malik Neighbors from Louisiana State, and uh, that LSU boy is six foot. He's about one ninety, so he's not huge, but he's he gets things done he gets out there he, he gets the 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 ball he's able to position himself well good route runner has just been effective all season long so far for LSU uh, in the early days and they've already got Alec Pierce who's a, big, a bigger wide receiver anyway so he fits that kind of six foot complimentary wide receiver spot uh, gives another weapon for uh, Richardson to be able to get the ball out to how about Pittsburgh I, I got one idea where you're going with this Beck yeah well and everybody does but here's the thing I, I put I went ahead and put Graham Barton here and mm-hmm. Because they desperately need O-line. I'll be honest, I haven't had the time yet. Oh, I mean, I guess I could have had the time. I hadn't taken the time <laughs> to dive into Duke film yet, okay? Mm-hmm. But I did take the time to read about this player, and what I'm reading is is well, there's not a good chance that he's actually going to be playing tackle like he is in college and sure. the pros. He's going to get slid to the inside, and allegedly, I mean, he could potentially even play center, but he'd be a stud guard is what I'm reading. Well, Mm -hmm. they pretty much need everything on the interior. And he may very well be the top-rated O-lineman on the board at this point. It just seems Mm -hmm. like 
a perfect fit to me. Um, I haven't watched the tape yet, so I don't know. Maybe this is a guy I end up not liking, but right now <laughs> I'm just going to kind of trust what I'm reading for the time being until mm-hmm. I get around to watching Duke film. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an alignment, so it's got, it can't be sure. worse than it's what they're be. doing there. Yeah. So, yep, Graham Barton, Duke, tackle that's going to play mm-hmm. on the inside for, for the Steelers. Uh, Tennessee here. They so, could use some things. They could use some things, and I honestly think this was the pick that I struggled with for my teams to this point mm-hmm. so far, more than any of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, we don't think Tannehill is going to be the guy, right? No. He's um, done. They could move Henry. I don't know. They could move him. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but even if they don't, they're they're good with Tajay Spears. I'm not tempted to take a running back here. Right. But what I'm getting at, though, is if they move him, whether it's Malik Willis or it's Will Levis, it's still a young quarterback back there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, they put some draft capital in Trey Burks. He's not exactly working, but he's, right. I wouldn't call him a bust. And no, he's serviceable. So, so what I want to do is get somebody that's kind of the opposite of Burks. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. more of your route runner, like inside, you know, your, your possession type wide receiver, if you will, and. I give something to add a new element to this offense, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna take my shot at one of the guys that I'm higher on than most rankings are at this point, and I'm gonna take Xavier Worthy because he can. You love that boy. I do, and he can stretch the field. And this is a little guy. Usually, I'm terrified of him. I like the way this guy plays football, so mm-hmm. I'm putting him there. I think it'd be great. Take some pressure off from Burks, space the defense out a little bit, give Burks mm-hmm. even more room to work. So. It, yeah, I, I like it at this point, but I will say I struggled with this one a little bit. I was kind of looking for a corner, but I'm just not high on the corners that are on the board at this point yet. So, understandable. And uh, we're not going corner with the next pick. We're going uh, out to Seattle because uh, here's a little tip: Devin Witherspoon had himself a game on Monday night, and we're not. I know we're not talking too much about guys and how they played. We'll get to that again in the next episode. But that dude. I mean, don't get me wrong, he benefited from some pretty poor throws from Daniel Jones, but uh, a couple sacks, pick six, they're good at corner right now. So we're going interior D-line, and we're grabbing Chris Jenkins, the guy we talked about in the last show, because uh, this is another big-bodied guy that Seattle can use to take out. Because remember, if you remember last week, I said that Seattle's biggest need was pass rush, and then they went out and sacked Daniel Jones 11 times. So maybe the pass mm-hmm. rush is, is rounding into form, so... Let's get him an interior defensive lineman that can suck up blocks and even open more lanes for some of the secondary guys. Is that what happens? Weren't we talking plays. about the pass? Weren't we talking about the pass rush for Detroit not being so great? And then they turned around and just, mm-hmm. just been wrecked, like going bananas with it. Yeah, talk about Seattle and now they're going bananas. Well, let, pick your team carefully. Who we're talking about next time about the pass rush? Yep, that's what I'm saying. But that sorts them out. At 24, it's the Dallas Cowboys. So again, I struggled with this one uh, quite a bit. Um, I just, I just didn't, I, I look at it and I just thought cornerback was the biggest need in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But again, I just said two picks prior, there wasn't a lot of cornerbacks I was high on, <laughs> but I just, I don't know what other direction to go that I see a glaring need for them unless I made the luxury pick of a wide receiver, which mm-hmm. in hindsight, maybe Keon Coleman would have worked, but you look at like the possession type guys, like a Mecca, like Buka, like mm-hmm. uh, he's kind of the same type player that CD is. So sure. I guess what I'm getting at is had Xavery Worthy been on the board here, the local product would have been a slam dunk pick here, I, I right. think. Can you imagine Xavier Worthy and CD Lamb? Oh, they'd have fun. 
Goodness gracious, that would be a ton of fun. <laughs> so maybe Keon Coleman should have been the pick, but I'm going to go against everything that you and I believe at this point, mainly you because <laughs> you've watched the tape with your team mm-hmm. more, more closely than I have at this point. But I'm, I'm going to put Kalen King here. Uh, a lot of people like this guy. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be borderline top 10 player. We, we're at 24 Fits the need that I think for the sure. team. So, Kalen King, Cowboy, let's go. And Kalen King and, fits that Witherspoon-esque mold of a guy that's a little too physical and a little too handsy but gets away with it. Uh, that's one of the things that I'd be concerned about with him. He had some great highlights last year. He high-pointed the ball well. He positioned himself uh, well. He looked back at the ball. He, he does a lot of things well, but I think he's been coasting to start this season. So, he could move up as the season goes on, but right now he hasn't deserved uh, a higher pick just yet. On to the Lions, picking late in the draft for the first time in years. Kind of nice to see that. Mm, it is. It Where is. Where are we going? And I, I'll say this. I was almost sold until you brought up something that, about a player who's been completely disrespected by pretty much everybody, not you and I. <laughs> sure. Uh, so we'll see. we got a hot take coming. But I was going to say this before you reminded me about what I've forgotten because you were absolutely right, sir. Um, I was leaning Carmen Kinchins here. Sure. Just because clearly they wanted another safety back there to pair with Kirby Joseph so that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tracy Walker can kind of be the third rotated in type safety. And CJ Gardner Johnson's out for the year, and he was only right. on a one year deal anyway. So it's making sense. And you can't deny Carmen Kinchins might have been a good fit there, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But then you reminded me of who? And the best part about it's not only do I love this player and like him better than Kinchins. But I really don't like the guy we've tried for like four years to play at right guard. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, so the go guy ahead. is Cooper Beebe. Take it away. And the guy he's yes. going to replace is Big Hal. And look, you know what? Vitae could have been great and just never worked out. Didn't stay healthy. Couldn't handle it. Tackle. It was a good guard when he was healthy. Just, again, hasn't stayed healthy. He's out. Graham Glasgow's on a one-year deal. So, overall, there's a need for guard. And so, go out and grab the best guard in the game, in our opinion. And that's Cooper Beebe. He's going to slot right in there day one Plus, and really solidify that offensive line. It's going to be crazy because it's been a good I offensive say line this? this year. It's going to be great next year. Taylor Decker, mm-hmm. Jonah mm-hmm. Jackson, mm-hmm. Frank Ragnow, mm-hmm. Cooper Beebe, Penny mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Just hand the ball uh, off all game. You'd be good to go. Yeah. Those guys are going to maul people. It's they're going to awesome. make – plus – Plus, if Jameer Gibbs, because I wasn't a huge fan of the pick, didn't right. super hate it, but it wasn't, wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But – it's going to make that pick look better. Right. So, just saying. Cooper Beebe Definitely. can't be mad about that. Take that it. was an easy pick to make. How about Miami? That's a pretty easy pick to make, too, huh? Uh, well, is it? Yes. It absolutely is. <laughs> I, sir, took a luxury pick. And there some people might have thought that I would be going running back because I've been preaching it. But, hey, they got like 74 touchdowns in one game. Right. So, exactly. who am I to say that that's a need for them? Jatavian and a might be the guy. Sanders. Tell me that seeing Sanders and Hill mm-hmm. and Waddle all there. Yeah, the one skill position they really have been all, lacking in is tight end. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. And if they had that, if they had Jatavian Sanders against Denver, they might have went to the century mark. <laughs> There's a chance. Yeah. Just saying. So yes, that I love that pick. Now mm-hmm. we're on to Tampa Bay. All right. So uh, Tampa Bay. All right. I'm. This team, like, it's so interesting. I mean, here they are, like, three and one. Three and one? Mm-hmm. I think they are three and one. And they're getting some very solid play out of Baker Mayfield, but 
I don't. We've seen this story and how it ends before. I, d- I don't know that he's <laughs> going to be the guy to take him to the promised land. You're not down with the big show. Enough. Nope. Yet this team is definitely good enough to compete, especially within their division. So the time kind of could be now for them to do well in that division for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give Quinn yours. Yeah, you love that boy too. Basically, you if he's a Texas Shadur player, you Sanders love him. Sanders. Yeah. Shadura Sanders is not in this draft in our opinion. So otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, that could be this could be Penix here because Shadur would have right. been. So if Shadur comes out, yeah, it could be like six QBs in the first round. This is wild, mm-hmm. wild nonsense. Go ahead, take it away. <laughs> well, the next team uh, we've got doesn't need a quarterback. It's just the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are are pretty solid there. So uh, we kicked around a couple different ideas for them. They could use some some help in different spots. Thought about going safety potentially, but uh, you reminded me that. They kind of don't have anybody else besides Stephon Diggs that's been a consistent second receiver option for them. So this is where Keon Coleman goes, who's uh, oh. not necessarily somebody that was at the top of our radar to start the season, but now he's been playing. My goodness, this boy has been lighting things up for Florida State, especially early in the game, uh, early in the season against uh, LSU, some stuff like that. This is a six foot four inch, kind of two hundred pound wide receiver who is a compliment in a great way to what Stephon Diggs does with his you know, speedy type thing. Uh, Coleman's been a good route runner for Florida State. He's been able to get himself in position to make a lot of plays for them, and Buffalo would love to have a guy like that. The only question is whether or not Coleman can handle the winter. But, you know, hey, they can figure that out as they go. But Keon Coleman, great fit in that offense, kind of gives them that extra piece that they don't have right now. They're hoping, obviously, Dalton Kincaid can step into that role. But having Kincaid and Coleman and Diggs and Cook, I mean, hey, Josh Josh Allen would be a happy boy. Yeah, yeah. Coleman would definitely make him happy. Another, I can't, team. I can't argue with that. That'd scare me to see Diggs and Coleman side by side well, with Josh Allen under center. Goodness, yeah. as a Patriots fan, you might uh, might be a little bit uh, concerned about the next you know five or ten years. But hey, yeah, I'm already uh, concerned about the next five years. <laughs> not, come on, that's a whole Josh other story. Allen's but my guy. Yeah, exactly. Baltimore Ravens, uh, not your team, my team. You're not a fan of these guys. So we're going to give them a player that you're not really a fan of yet. And that's Chop Robinson. Chop is a mm. guy that uh, a lot of people got towards the top 10 almost as far as based off of potential talent. But again, he's 2024 Tyree. Tyree. Right, yeah. Uh, he's he's uh, 6'2 and 250. He's been doing a little bit of the analytics numbers have been solid, but he hasn't been putting a ton of stats up yet. Hasn't had a ton of sacks, hasn't had a ton of tackles, just hasn't impacted the game in the, the counting stats the way you'd like to see out of a guy that a lot of people are expecting to be in the top you know, 10 or 15 picks. So uh, we decided we had to put him somewhere in the first round, and this makes sense because Baltimore does need help with the pass rush. Their guys are old, uh, so it brings some young blood in there that can pin his ears back and start having some fun. But again, just kind of a weird fit, too, because again, at 6'2", 250, he's tweener-ish between outside linebacker and uh, and end kind of a thing. Uh, usually like to see guys taller than that. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the NFL game. But Chop Robinson, the pick there for Baltimore at 29. How about uh, number 30 and your Niners? Well, man, this is my last pick too, isn't it? I know. Son of a gun. I believe in you. So you I really wanted to go O-line here. Mm-hmm. And aside from the O-line, in my opinion, from what we know today, being just a little thin, like, it was tough for me to go line because clearly Christian McCaffrey's got no complaints because he's not having any problems right. producing back there. So, I mean, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. so I went to, I was leaning cornerback. And, dude, I, there were all, you could interchange any of these guys. I was debating between Josh Newton, Nate Wiggins, Kamari Lassiter, and even with a guy I've mentioned previously who I need to watch a little more of, uh, Kayleen Carson. 
from mm-hmm. Wake Forest. I mean, I could see any of this stuff happening. Mainly not so much Carson, but mainly the first three. Right. But um, in hindsight, I would kind of wish I would have went Newton, but I didn't. I'm going Nate Wiggins here. Sure. Um, it's just a gut feeling that I feel like he's going. This is not a, what I would do. Like I said, I probably would have gone Newton. Mm-hmm. But I, I fe- even Lasseter, I think I might have taken over Wiggins. But I think Wiggins just feels like one of these guys that the NFL is going to be higher on than me. So I just sure. I, I, it wasn't a what I would do. What I would do is probably go corner the way the board fell here. But I went with the guy they would that's more likely to go. It's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Yep, understandable. Well, last two picks fall to me, and that's Kansas City and Philadelphia. Uh, the two teams from the Super Bowl last year are the two teams right now that are pegged for that as well. We'll see how it all plays out. But Kansas City, uh, again, a lot of different directions they can go. When you're picking at the end of the first round, you're obviously doing all right as a team. Could have gone tackle. Didn't really feel right about some of the guys that were there. Uh, that's definitely a need for them, but they can probably find a player in the second or third round for that. So went with your boy, Troy Franklin. I'm going to let you tell me about Troy Franklin and why he's a good fit for Kansas City. Uh, well... Dan, because I feel like Pat Mahomes is just going to be doing cartwheels because he. What did I? What did I say previously on uh, on the past couple episodes? Did I say I like? There's a world where Franklin could be this year's Raji Rice for me. Sure. Well, they're not similar players, and how sweet would it be if they went to the same freaking team <laughs> with arguably the best quarterback in the league? All of a sudden, you'd you be know what I mean, and have a put. Oh, have a possession guy who just fights and plays hard like Raji Rice and attacks mm-hmm. the ball, and then a Troy Franklin who can just just take the top off a of defense, the long lean guy. Oh, man, I'm excited right now. I'm finding a way to trade for uh, uh, Pat Mahomes. Am, excited am for Kansas League? City. Excited for Kansas City. That's got to make you feel weird Dude, about uh, if they, if, if they could get If they could get Troy Franklin and then figure out a way to get Juwan Taylor never on the field again, there's... <laughs> Uh, man, yeah. they put a lot of good. money in Sailor. We'll see what happens. Yeah, so last I hate pick seeing, of the draft, I hate seeing that D line's a higher need than O line for them because that is false, <laughs> my friend. Also, it true. is wide. It is wide receiver and O line. Right, exactly. And that's the question mark. I mean, when you look at a team where they're at, and people say, "Oh, well, they spent a lot of money on this guy," and doesn't mean he's the right yeah. choice. So nope. we'll see if uh, Taylor can turn things around. But so far, a lot of penalties for him. Philadelphia. Last pick of the draft. I tried to find a Georgia guy to put there. It just didn't quite feel right. I mean, he could have gone Cedric Van Pran, put the the guard, put the center there to take over for Kelsey. But I feel like uh, didn't want to go that route in the first round, at least. And so a guy we talked about a couple times, put in a few different places. He ends up over in Philadelphia, and that's Cameron Kinchins, the safety from Miami, who seems like a, Had a to fun, uh, yeah, he's a versatile safety back there, a guy who can uh, line up in the slot. He can line up uh, back there. He's not necessarily going to be the best matchup on a big old tight end, but he can take care of everything else. And uh, looking at him, you've obviously watched some tape on him and done a little bit of a dive. He's a really good defender, and Philadelphia can use at least one more member mm-hmm. in that defensive backfield. So good fit for him, good fit for Philadelphia. Good fit for our first mock draft there, buddy. I don't think we blew the doors off of anybody, but uh, we had a few raised eyebrows here and there. We, yeah, we, we had a few few hot takes in there, and I really think the majority of the hot takes are just going to be with some of the number of the quarterbacks and how they kind of were – evenly spread throughout the draft. But, again, we didn't pro- project trades here. So Truth. that would obviously shake some things up. But I think the quarterbacks are probably what people are raising their eyes, eyebrows the most mm-hmm. about, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, well, again, uh, I think a lot of people look at this uh, quarterback class and say it's really deep and really good. But the question is how many of them are going to go in the first round. We always know that quarterbacks get uh, overdrafted, right? So I don't think six is out of their own possibility, to be honest with you. 
I, I'm there with you. I, I, I agree, especially if Shadur comes out. Right. Well, hey, this is our ridiculously too early uh, mock drafts. And it's tons of fun to mock all of the mocking that goes on with all of this stuff because we know it's going to change between now and then. But it gives you guys an idea of where we're at, what we're thinking at. And uh, unlike last year where we maybe hewed a little too closely to what everybody else was saying, uh, we're kind of giving you our own opinion this year. Anything else you want to wrap up with here, JP? I'm terrified of Troy Franklin and Raji Rice. That can't happen in real life. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, we'll see where that ends up. And in the meantime, we will catch you guys next week as we get back to the usual format of talking some college, talking some pro, and keeping you up to date on everything that's going on with Draft Guys.